James, another film I saw at the London Film Festival, which I was so excited to see, was The Whale. Darren yes. Aronofsky's new film. Probably the film of this uh, season of films that is probably the most talked about. Currently hasn't got a poster, currently hasn't got a trailer. I keep seeing articles of Brendan Fraser in tears yes. after 20 minutes standing yes. ovation at Insert right. Prestigious Film Festival, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, I don't even think it's getting released in the UK until January. I don't think it's even been confirmed. It's not getting released going in the for US. Oscar season, they are they? going for, and in a way, it's, so it's kind of built already this kind of air of mystique and this air of buzz. And like I said earlier, when I turned up for the screening, there was a queue around the block. So, and when we did our, you know, look ahead to the films that are coming yeah. up, I think we both said the whale was one we were most intrigued by. Yeah, because it is a very uh, unique, to use that word film a very distinctive film a, a so. rebirth of a new act of an old actor rebirth of a new actor a bringing slightly to- divisive director at the helm yes. so let's just contextualize it so the whale is um based off of a play by uh i think his name is samuel d hunter it stars brendan fraser who of course will be familiar to many audiences members but also not familiar to a lot of audience members i asked my flatmate i asked my girlfriend i said do you know who brendan fraser is and they said no and I said the guy I from hope the mummy. Disassociated yeah. from them. <laughs> I said the guy from the mummy, and they went, "Oh yeah." But it's true. I I honestly think if you said to someone, "When was the last time you saw a Brendan Fraser film?" Or when was the last time you know Brendan Fraser was in your consciousness? I know he's been he's still been getting work, you know, the past yeah. few years, but it's been a while. Darren Aronofsky has directed this. Darren Aronofsky directed *Requiem for a Dream*, uh, *Pi*, *Black Swan*, *The Wrestler*, *The Fountain*, *Mother*, *Mother*. Noah as well, actually, that everyone forgets. Uh, And now he's back with The Whale. The story of The Whale is this. Brendan Fraser plays Charlie, who I think is about 600 pounds, although that confuses me with the conversion. He is chronically, morbidly obese. He is, you know, uh, the kind of thing that is the subject of a Channel 5 documentary at 11 o'clock at night, right? He, uh, you know, he is housebound, almost like sofa-bound character. But he's an English teacher as well. He's incredibly smart. And he teaches online courses. And in fact, one of the very early shots of the film that we see, and just a reminder, this is spoiler-free, I'm not going to give anything away that you don't want to know, is uh, like a Zoom screen. Uh, I mean, like Zoom meetings, right? Um, Those motorbikes are on my end. Yes, sorry, more more, more traffic. traffic. back in town. Um, So... The film begins and uh, the first, I must say, the first time we, we, we see Charlie as a character, it begins at a point of like, uh, it begins at quite an ugly point. It's quite a good, almost grotesque. I don't think the film is um, leeringly grotesque, I think, but there are moments of gr- just un- by the state of his, of his life that are sadly uh, grotesque. Because it begins at this kind of low point for him. And uh, very early, I'm trying to be as broad as I can. I don't want to give away too much he's you know someone looks at him and says like you are in like a critical stage of your health you are you know you are not well which is obvious to anyone who's watching this he knows it the person telling him knows it the audience knows it this person is not is not doing good lots of things happen in in the course of the story but essentially i would describe it the way i described it before i had even seen it which is that you could the broad narrative is that he is spends the, the duration of the film trying to reconnect with his daughter who is played in this by Sadie Sink who most people know from Stranger Things who's great in Stranger Things and I have to say it plays a character in this not too really dissimilar from her character in that but you know what she's still she's still good in it The Whale <laughs> how to describe The Whale I think The Whale is a really really solid uh, often powerful Difficult, but difficult in the right places 
film that uh, I found incredibly moving. Uh, I mean, where to begin? First of all, with Darren Aronofsky, Darren Aronofsky is, has always made films about waking nightmares, right? Sure. Whether it's the existence of drug users in Requiem for a Dream and, you know, how haunted that whole experience is. And then the way that film just sort of descends into hell. It's Black Swan with Natalie Portman's character losing her mind. Mm-hmm. It's Mother, the sort of... Just, just all the, the way through. Wh- all the way through this kind of waking nightmare of, of life. And what I found really interesting is that Darren Aronofsky is incredibly restrained in this film. This is the most restrained Darren Aronofsky film. You say, especially off the back of Mother, which was like him giving everything. Yeah. This is him dying way down. Yet, he still infuses it with so many of his hallmark... Uh, traits and the waking nightmare of charlie's life is kind of writ large and like i said it's not in a exploitative way or or it's just a way that renders him as a a fully complete character so if when you look at him um in his life the camera isn't sort of going oh like how fucking disgusting this is or overly being like you know uh it's not trying to really point you into a certain direction i found i felt it was just sort of presenting you with with this character um but it's creating this waking nightmare from an incredibly domestic setting you know um it, it's it's all basically in his living room and it's the detritus of his life it's it, it's empty four liter bottles of pepsi it is discarded pizza boxes it is greasy t-shirts <clears throat> i think that that's incredibly good i think also darren aronofsky always makes films that are really interested in the body requiem for a dream is like the sort of deterioration of mm. the body by drugs whether it's the, the arm of jared leto or what happens to jennifer Connelly's Connolly's character or even with ellen burston's character it's natalie portman's physique in Plucking black swan Plucking, hand, exactly yeah. and the, the, the nails it's mickey rourke's uh physique in the wrestler and you get that with brendan fraser in this brendan fraser had put on weight for this role but obviously a large amount of it is to do with prosthetics and uh, i think maybe a touch of cgi and also hidden between massive, massive clothes, right? Um, I think talking about, I, th- I think the first thing to, to actually just flag up when going into the 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 the, the whale is that it is a play, and I think for some people that okay. if, if 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 you were to draw anything, that is probably the biggest obstacle to this film. Right. It will be a minor obstacle for some. It will be a bigger obstacle for others. I don't think it's a problem because the film it's not it is. The, it is in the film's DNA. It is not lying. It's not trying to hide it. This film is a play. It is predominantly set in his house, his flat. He is housebound, so it makes sense. It is his living room, it is his bedroom, it is his bathroom, it is his balcony. But do not expect this film to break away and go to different places. You are, strap in, you're watching a play, okay? However, I don't think it suffered the stagey woodenness of a play. I didn't didn't think, oh God, this is just wooden. Don't get me wrong, it's full of emotion, full of life, very well directed but you are watching a play. And how you feel about that, it depends on how you feel about watching a play, really. There are moments of dramatic entrances and exits that feel a little stagey. There are dialogue, that dialogue that is almost too clean, too play-like, a little too mannered. But it's fine if you like watching plays and if you like that kind of drama, right? Mm -hmm. So do you think this is enjoyed by a certain type of critic slash viewer? (sighs) No, I just... Uh, I think it will land more strongly with certain people than others. But I think also just flagging that in advance will yeah. help a lot of people. I think you just need to know that you're going to be sat in basically in some guy's room for two hours. Um, that said, you know, 
it's a it's a really really interesting film because I've I, I kept thinking I've not seen anything like this before. I've not seen a character a film study someone like this in this way for such a long time. The last time I'm trying to think of someone who was like housebound and morbidly obese is like what's eating Gilbert Grape, which is Johnny Depp's mother, and she's like a supporting character. But this is very yeah, much yeah. contextualized within real life. You know, there, there are themes in this beyond the state of Charlie's health. There, it's obviously his relationship with his daughter. There's themes of religion is a big theme. Um, healthcare, sort of wider socio-economic political landscape of America. There are other characters as well. Um, uh, there's a character, uh, again, can't remember the actress's name off the top of my head, who plays uh, Liz, who's his friend who sort of checks up on him. Wonderfully played. She's fantastic. She was in uh, the Watchmen series. Um, uh, there's this other guy who knocks on his door who is uh, um, Ty Simpkins. He brings a lot as well. Anyway, I, uh, if, you, if you can sense me sort of like sl- slowly trying to present it to you, it's because um, uh, there is many great things in The Whale, but I think I also should also say up front is that, you know, it's... So it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it's overly heavy. There are moments of great humor in it and, and and witty play humor, but it is sad. You are watching a sad story. Um, but onto the onto the stronger points now. What, what I found found really interesting is that um, how uh, Darren Aronofsky has sort of quickly emotionally invests you into the story into this world. There is a point about only about ten minutes in of Brendan Fraser eating a chocolate bar. And it is really quite emotional. And I remember thinking, that is really, cl- you've got me already there. Mm-hmm. And you've, you've got my attention. Um, I think that the, 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 the reason it's called The Whale is that he loves Moby Dick, the, the story. It's both, yeah. you know, yeah, good, good book. <laughs> so like, obviously, The Whale and that. But then there's also the, the pejorative insult of the fact that he is, you know, so large. And like, and the, the sound of waves kind of is like a recurrent like, light motif that kind of runs through the film. And there is a, uh, I noticed watching it that like the waves that they were playing, these sort of waves of emotion would kind of come through and really catch you off guard in a way that a brilliantly written play would do. In that there is, you know, it doesn't have to have a moment of action or a moment of this. It's just in the sudden delivery of a line that suddenly gets you in a certain place. Um, Brendan Fraser is wonderful i mean just just fantastic i don't best actor not that you've seen i think him being best actor for the oscars next year is such a moot point by by this that it's almost even not worth discussing i don't want to overhype it because like it but like an add-on but like he is so wonderful when i talked in my review of living i mentioned amy lou wood and her eyes and how like open and wide these sort of doe eyes that she had and brendan fraser has the same thing he's got these really expressive wide eyes and and charlie is a is a is is a full character that's kind and 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 warm but conflicted and has a thing in his past and to spend time with him is really interesting he what i love as well is when you get to award season like this you are always in the territory of being told this person is up it could win the oscar next year and go and watch this performance and you go and watch it and the actor's going i'm gonna give you a performance i'm gonna go for the grand performance and i'm gonna get that oscar and you go wow look how big that performance was and i mean he literally is doing a big performance because he's so big but i actually never felt like here goes brendan fraser going for that oscar i really like he's really trying i really felt that he he got given a dream role and really he's really committed to it and, and he and he did and he physically and visually he does disappear into the role but he also does that you know in, in his own acting it's it's so hard to recognize him and think you know is that brendan fraser which is great it's a completely self-effacing role um 
like I said, there are, there are moments of it that, that, are, that are ugly and uncomfortable and difficult. But what, what the, the strength of the whale is, is that it takes a very ugly, difficult subject matter, many subject matters, and it is always trying to move from a point of ugliness to a point of beauty, right? And it's always trying to get to that human point. And, you know, I, I can't say why, but if you look at the way the film opens with Brendan Fraser's character, I mean, like the shot, and the way the film closes, if you were to hold those two shots together, I think you get a perfect articulation of that kind of central theme. I talked about this kind of waves of emotion that kind of building up. And like all good, well-written plays, it, you know, they have an emotional climax and it builds. And James, I was watching it and I realized in the last 10 minutes that I was crying and I could hear people around me sniffling and wiping their eyes. And I like, and I thought, you know, and what, and what's great about these press screens is that everyone there loves films as much as you do. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, it wasn't just like a couple of tears. I had to get a tissue. I had to dab my eye and I had to sort of go, stay with it. And it, it, I, I was completely like knocked out by the end. So when the credits rolled, I had to sit there. I had to wipe my eyes again. I had to let the, the, the lights go out. And I then had to stagger outside and go and do a full work day. And I was on the tube <laughs> like, I, I've just seen this like in, um, incredibly intense- Someone offers you a chocolate bar. And yeah. You just burst into tears. <laughs> yes. um, a, a dramatic scenario. And I don't think I, I can carry this. I mean, I'm trying to talk around it as best I can. Um, is there anything you want to ask me? Like? So here's the thing. So hearing you compliment it is great. And I think uh, I'm, I'm still very interested to see it. And it's nice to see that the queues around the block and the bars yeah. and the 20 minute standing ovations are sort of, you know, mm. justified. Do you think this film has mass appeal? And do you think that, because I think what a lot of people have said about if this film is going to be up for, you know, either best actor or best best film. Is mm, the best film I could see. In the people often say that in the recent years with the Oscars, the best, the best film have been films that not a lot of people have seen, not a lot of people have had mass appeal for, versus mm. back in the day, they were usually yes. like, if you go back, you were like, oh, those were really yeah. big films like that Lord everyone of the Rings. saw. Lord of the Rings, like Gladiator, that was film. Like, yeah. you think yeah. of films like that. And yeah, I'm just wondering, you. will people who aren't necessarily the London Film Festival audience or the critics mm. resonate with it as much as they do? Probably not. I, I don't think it's... And I don't think that's a criticism. I I'm just curious to hear about that. I don't think it's, it's obscure or like overly esoteric. Like when you talked about white noise, like that's clearly playing to, you know, there's going to be a certain crowd sure. that get that and some certain crowd that doesn't. I, I, I do think there is a lot of people that go, what is that? What is that? And then they go to see it. They might think, oh, a this is a play basically. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure I, I like... I. So it, it's probably speaking to a slightly narrower field. With, with Darren Aronofsky films, I felt like Black Swan cut quite a nice balance between be having mass, mass appeal yes. and also being in film to Darren Aronofsky. And that, there is this sort of tension in it as well. When I was watching, I was like, I've come to see Darren Aronofsky film and yet yeah. I'm basically watching him do a play, which is weird. But he, like I said, he really does um, deliver it well. I think... Um, Another film recently that was really felt like a play, but wasn't a play, is The Hateful Eight. Right, which yes. was purposefully shot in ultra wide yeah. pan vision. But that again had, has much more visually th things happen, <laughs> and also that just did go outside and had, had and, yeah. and had action in it as well. This is I, I don't want to say that the play is, is a wrong thing at all. Like no. it, it, it's a very good play and it's very well written. And like I said, it delivers the emotional beats and it gets you thinking and it gets you invested in this character. And I think Darren Aronofsky does a very good job of rendering that cinematically. It's just that I'm just I'm just letting you know right now if you don't like stagey, slightly play films. You're gonna. You, you might chafe slightly at other this than obstacle. That, other than that, go and see it. Other than that, I think I think it's really powerful at times. Um, I, I I think it's like solid throughout, but it builds to. I I I like I said, I was really knocked out by the end. Um, 
watch it for his performance, watch it for the whole cast performance. I mean, there's, there's even a performance by a character that I don't even want to mention because I don't want to reveal too much. Um, it is, like I said, uncomfortable. It's slightly grotesque at times. It is touching. It is very moving and it is powerful. And um, it is very distinctive and unique. I really think you're not going to see another film like that. Um, so I'm very excited. You know, welcome back, Brendan Fraser. Um, they might as well start warming up. They start putting put in the name right now. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if some film studios are like, we're going to hold our film back for a year because we... No, Because really? they've done that in the past. They've gone, it's such a clear indication that this person's going to win. Wow. Why risk it? I mean, it has, not to be cynical, but it has all the things written over it. It's got a physical transformation yeah, which by an actor who's doing a comeback. Yeah. Like, you know, and yeah, it's got, it's got great theatrical credentials as well. So yeah, if you, if it sounds like I'm sort of tiptoeing around it, it's like it's not. It's like it's based on a play, and you know, it's it's not a laugh riot. But if you like good drama and you like good acting and you like good directing and you just want to sit and just get your teeth into some drama that makes you feel something, makes you think about something, go and see the whale. If you've seen the whale, please let us know what you think and write in your impressions to hello at popkitchenpodcast.com. We will do a spoiler discussion when it comes yes, out. Yes, when I've seen it, let's do it.